welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and as a reminder, if you have a femtech idea or early stage startup, be sure to apply for the Femtech Academy through Guild, Femtech Edition which is the first virtual femtech accelerator where we are bringing together the biggest names in femtech, including investors, doctors, and successful femtech companies. Apply at letsguildacademy.com backslash femtech. Applications close September 18th. Alrighty, so in today's episode, I interviewed Dr. Fahima Sassan, founding physician at KindBody, KindBody is on a mission to transform fertility and family building care, making it more accessible, intuitive, and empowering. They leverage modern technology to deliver a superior experience, improved outcomes, and reduced pricing for patients and employers. And they offer all of this for all genders, all races, all humans. They serve patients and employers in New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and nationally online through their partner clinics. KindBody's founder and CEO is Gina Bartasi. Gina is a big deal in femtech. She already has one femtech exit under her belt. Uh, She was the former founder and CEO of Progeny. Progeny is a fertility company that went public in 2019. Gina is birthing it once again with KindBody. See what I did there? Birthing it. Because in July of this year, 2020, yes, mid-pandemic, KindBody closed a funding round of $32 million, making it the eighth most funded femtech company with $64 million in funding to date. Wow. Dr. Fahima Sassan, who you're about to hear from, was recognized by New York Times top doctors in 2016 and 2017. In this episode, we cover topics such as why employers should care about fertility benefits, transparency in healthcare system, and supporting the LGBTQ community family needs. Enjoy. Hey, Fahima, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to have Kind Body on the show. I was telling my team last night, I was so proud of us because, you know, when we interview companies like yours, it's like, oh my God, we're making it because I've been following y'all for years and you, you know, fundraised a ton of money and you're, you know, you're around the nation. And so I am just like, I'm totally fangirling over here with you. <laughs> well, um, that's a testament to a really incredible team of women that we have here who have um, created this wonderful um, brand and company. And, um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to be here and, and happy to share 
um, information and hopefully this will be an empowering discussion. Definitely. Awesome. Well, we always love to start with our guests background. You know, our listeners, they want to know that you're a human and they're not just reading an article. So where are you from? Um, what did you study? And, you know, I know you're ob so obviously you're passionate about women's health, but then how did that get into like a more entrepreneurship route? Talk, tell us about your story. Sure. So I, yeah, I'm a board certified OBGYN. I did my residency and training at uh, Mount Sinai in um, New York City uh, and was actually there for 12 years mm-hmm. um, at, at delivering babies uh, full time. Uh, you know, I was teaching residents and so uh, involved in academics as well as uh, as actively uh, seeing women of all ages and with a real focus obviously always on fertility and delivering mm. babies etc um a little bit of background i grew up in texas so really to, great yeah, i'm in houston yeah, i'm girl. in houston yeah um, so i'm coming to, to houston actually to visit my family over fourth of july um so i grew up in houston texas uh and came to new york to do my residency and then subsequently stayed just uh, because i found that the academics and kind of the evidence-based medicine that was being practiced here to be really incredible and Mm -hmm. that really resonated with me and um and so having been there for 12 years you know part of a big academic institution so obviously kind of at the front lines of uh of giving good health care um but one of the things that really uh came up to me is specifically when we talk about women's health was really the fragmentation that existed so for example, women would come to me for their checkup, their pap smear, et cetera. And, but if they were having difficulty getting pregnant or having any fertility issues, I would refer them to another doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the process, they'd have to go somewhere else to get an ultrasound and mm-hmm. somewhere else to have a workup and then go to see that doctor. And then that doctor would help them get pregnant. And then they would come back to me. And then maybe they had a miscarriage or something. So then I'm, I'm helping to treat that. And in between, that if they needed mental health support or nutrition, they had to go to another place for the mental health, yes. another place for nutritionist. And all of a sudden, this woman was juggling five different appointments with four different places to take care of what should be really done under the same roof. And so what prompted Kind Body uh, was really a desire to end the fragmentation that currently exists in women's health and really provide a comprehensive place where a woman can take care of all of her needs, whether they're just routine gynecologic care or fertility-specific care under the same roof, um, and bring in mental health and bring in nutrition because, you know, if you're just taking care of a woman's ovaries and uterus, then you're missing taking care of her as a whole. And um, and so that's the background behind uh, Kind Body. And so we do full-service GYN full-spectrum fertility care, egg freezing, IVF, interuterine insemination. Uh, We take care of same-sex couples, recognizing that it's not just men and women that want to have children, but an entire community. Uh, And so that's a little bit of the background. Oh, my God. I'm so excited because this is something that we're hearing again and again on all of our interviews that, you know, the healthcare system is not – uh, built for women, right? So when you think about like a, a sports stadium, 
It is obvious that a man designed it because if a woman designed it, she would have made the women's bathrooms twice as many, right? Because there's always a line in the women's room. And so I feel like when they design the healthcare system for women's health, like there was this masculine lens about like, yeah, so this office will do this and this office will do this. And so I'm so excited for this like feminine energy to like be like, no, no, no. A woman needs to just go to one place, <laughs> you know, all under one roof. These are all connected. They all influence each other. So this is incredible. When, so when did, when did Kind Body start? Yeah, so we officially launched the company in August of 2018. 18. Um, so we're actually still fairly new, and I'm really proud of the tremendous strides that we've taken during, uh, you know, a fairly short period of time. And, um, and one of the things that is really, I think, unique about Kind Body, because there are a lot of pop-ups here or there, mm -hmm. of different companies that, um, I guess, advertise or market that they're doing something similar to us. And I think what really sets us apart is that we are actually the healthcare providers. So mm -hmm. we actually have our own brick and mortar clinics. We actually provide the care so we're not serving as some sort of like a conduit or a mm. referral service so a lot of the other companies that are out there are serving as okay so here's where a website that helps you find the doctor yeah it's a marketplace a that, yeah, yeah or a place that directs you to the right people or mm -hmm. we're a broker that helps you manage your insurance um uh, like some other companies are but we're actually in the in the business of providing the healthcare yeah. and improving the access and lowering the costs mm -hmm. and bringing OBGYNs and fertility specialists under the same roof um, and going directly to employers and saying, Hey employer, you know, you're for just because you're providing good healthcare benefits for your employees, your women are still missing a big chunk of what they need. Yeah. Um, because a lot of companies, think that because they have major health insurance, so whether it's Blue Cross or Cigna or Aetna mm -hmm. or any of them, that they've taken care of the population. <sighs> but yep. none of those health none of those insurance plans actually incorporate fertility or very few of them mm -hmm. do. So we actually go directly to employers and um, and discuss with them the benefits of adding fertility specific benefits for their female employees or the partners of their male employees and, um, and the importance of that. Can you tell us why would an employer care about offering benefits for fertility for their employees? Yeah, well, what's happening universally, and this is not just a New York, um, LA problem, um, but universally across the country, and I would even argue across the world, but definitely across the country, women are waiting longer to mm -hmm. have children. Mm -hmm. uh, and why are we waiting longer? Uh, education, um, uh, advances in career, uh, finances, waiting to meet the right partner, mm -hmm. um, travel, all of the above. Yep. You know? yep. and, so, uh, and so if you look at, for example, our grandmothers, our grandmothers were having children in their 20s, yep. um, early early 30s at the latest, mm -hmm. and they were having grandkids by the time they were in their 40s. Um, and, uh, and the shift that's occurred is that women are waiting till their 
30s mm-hmm. to start having children yeah. and late 30s are often becoming even uh, very common and as that happens unfortunately our bodies have not evolved um, and women are born with all the eggs we'll ever have and we yeah. lose eggs as we age and um, that most women by the time they reach their late 30s and 40s their fertility or ovarian reserve has diminished. And so mm-hmm. the need for fertility care is going to increase as women wait longer to have children. It's just a direct one plus one equals yeah. two. The longer you wait to have kids, the more fertility services you're going to need. And the importance with fertility is that we have to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's the part that I'm really passionate about is that every other aspect of healthcare is preventative, mm-hmm. right? We eat well, we exercise, we watch our cholesterol because we don't want to get a heart attack because we don't want to have, you know, a stroke. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to fertility, the standard is you wait for a woman to have a problem. Yeah. And then you say, okay, here, now you can do IVF or here's your treatment. Yeah. And what we want to do is have women be preventative. So start in your 20s thinking about your fertility mm-hmm. and, and being aware of your fertility and, and really being active in the discussion so that you can maximize your options. Um, so whether it's egg freezing so that you can pursue all your other goals or wait for the right partner or whatever the case may be to prolong your fertility window mm-hmm. as an option, for example. And so I think it becomes uh, really important for employers as they're trying to attract female candidates mm-hmm. that are top-notch. Yeah. And, and you see it, you know, the more progressive companies like the Googles and the Apples and the Microsofts and the Facebooks are offering fertility benefits uh, as a way to attract these really rock star women, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and the interesting part is that the utilization of fertility benefits is actually really small. It's been shown to be only 1.3% huh. utilization. Yeah. But by offering it, you're making yourself an attractive company. You're making yourself right. attractive to female um, uh, employees yep. or the partners of male employees. Um, and so it can be a very attractive addition for an employer yes. without being the super expensive. Yeah. That's what, unfortunately, people think, oh, if we have higher, if we have fertility benefits, it's going to be really expensive and we can't afford having those benefits. Mm-hmm. But if you actually peel back the layers of the onion, you realize the utilization is actually not that high. Yeah. So you can be this really progressive uh, company and have this really amazing benefit that makes a huge difference for the women who use it mm-hmm. um, without breaking the bank or needing to be a Microsoft to, to offer it. And so, you know, you are not a healthcare plan yourself. And so how do you, what is the dynamic between you talking to employers? Because you're a brick and mortar, all under one roof, you know, OB-GYN, wellness, fertility. So what does that relationship look like? Are you just working with employers in like LA, New York, where your locations are? No. So we have centers of excellence um, outside of our brick and mortar. So oh. we're in the process of expanding to other cities. Uh-huh. Our actual physical locations are New York, San Francisco, and um, Los Angeles. Uh, we're actually opening in Palo Alto um, within 2020 in um, Princeton, New Jersey in September. Um, and in Century City in L.A. Uh, in wow. early fall as well. Uh-huh. And so, um, 
but we have centers of excellence that um, we have a whole designated team that has really um, made it their goal to pick uh, existing fertility centers that really meet our ex- criteria of excellence mm-hmm. to be our partners in this process. And that allows us to then have a broader reach um, as we expand to those places. Got it, and, got it. Uh, and and then we have an entire sales team. So we're really kind of a really impressive team. Um, Gina Bartesi is our CEO and, and founder. She had previously founded Progeny. Oh, um, yep, yep. Yeah. Our and IPO so, femtech company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Gina was the uh, had previously founded Progeny oh, and yeah. is the founder and CEO of um, of Kindbody, and she has really brought together a tremendous team of really rock star women. Who um, uh, we have an entire sales team that actually goes to companies and um, and, and employers. And what we do is we work directly with the employer to. To, our, to a carve out a fertility benefit that would work as an adjunct to their existing Got major it. medical. And, um, and so it's all internal. Wow. So we, it's all internally done. So mm-hmm. our sales team goes to them, goes through their, their numbers and um, their employees and their employees' um, uh, spouses. And, uh, and we, we carve out a plan that can work as an adjunct to mm-hmm. their existing major medical plan. Got it. Whew, this is so cool. You know, we have had a lot of companies come on the show that that's their sales strategy as well, is they go to employers and say, hey, if your female employees aren't feeling well, they're not going to work as hard and they're going to take more days off. And so like you should pay membership to our program, our app, our product, whatever, so that they can have access mm-hmm. to it. So I'm mm-hmm. really fascinated as a, you know, serial entrepreneur and VC myself. I've, I don't know if I've seen an industry that isn't like HR that specifically sells to employers as often as Femtech does. It's, it's this really interesting thing that I'm like seeing. So I think there's a white paper to be published about that, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, no, absolutely. And we still work direct to consumer too. I yes. mean, we're not. Yep. Um, we, so we do direct to consumer, uh, as you mentioned yourself. I mean, we have a pretty heavy um, social media presence. Mm-hmm. We have our own marketing team um, in house, um, and so we we definitely feel passionate about going direct to the consumer as well yeah. because we want we want to be a part of that conversation the biggest problem with women's health is women don't talk about um, our issues yeah so you know I, I always say the more we talk about our periods the more we talk about our miscarriages the more we talk about yes. our fertility the less scary the topic becomes and right now, it's still behind closed doors. It's shameful. It's yes. considered like hush hush. You don't talk to anyone about any of these things. Yeah. And what uh, I'm really passionate about as a woman and as a physician and as a founder and as a mom is to really, you know, shout it from the rooftop so that mm, women yes. talk about it when they sit with each other. And um, and so we go direct to the consumer. We go to employers. We um, so it's really a dual method uh, and with the goal being that the broader we cast the net the more women we will reach and hopefully the bigger impact we can have um 
I did notice that you actually have your prices right on your website. It was so fascinating when I was doing my research last night for preparing for this, like, oh my gosh, like that's how much it would cost to freeze my eggs. That's how much it would cost per hour to have that consultation. Like literally you had all of it. And then you even had some asterisks like, Hey, just FYI, like this doesn't include the cost for the blood test. And I was like, how amazing you even, it was like Southwest airlines, you know, it was like so transparent, you know? And so what is the motivation behind that? The motivation behind that is purely just recognizing some of the things that are wrong in our current system mm-hmm. and saying it's not that hard to fix that. Um, <laughs> so I, I can attest to the fact that anyone, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you are 18 years old or you are um, you know, in your 80s, have been to the doctor, dentist, or eye doctor, any healthcare facility, and then like a month later, get a bill and yeah, you're like, wait a minute, that's I right. thought that was covered by my insurance yep. or whatever the case oh, may yeah. be. Um, and it's particularly, uh, unfortunately, a problem in the fertility world uh-huh. because um, there's tends to be a lot of hidden costs. Like, oh, the, the even though, for example, freezing your eggs requires anesthesia, a lot of places don't include the anesthesia when they tell you the price. Yeah. So then later you find out that there was a surprise thousand dollar bill to the anesthesiologist. Yeah. And so one of our big focuses is making it when we truly say this is how much it costs, we're including every aspect. Yep. And we'll tell you, listen, the blood work goes through your insurance. It's going to be billed through your insurance. It, most insurances cover this much. Your insurance covers this much. And allowing patients to really have full transparency, uh, I think it's a no brainer. I mean, we deserve it. Um, and we, we recognize that, um, that for some people, um, even our lower prices can still be, um, be a financial burden. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be your partner one and just allowing you understand how much it costs straight up front. Uh, and then utilizing things like financing options and things like that to help women, um, work with the cost and, and really, you know, and then hopefully even having your employer cover a larger portion of it mm-hmm. so that um, so that it becomes more accessible uh, because fertility for the longest time was something that was for the top 1%. Yes, yeah. And uh, and we think it's something that should be universally available you yeah. know, to everyone. Yeah, and if you don't know the price, how can you even plan ahead, you know? Like how can you say, okay, well, we're going to budget and we're going to save. But if you literally have no idea until you walk in, it's like, how are you ever going to set goals or milestones, financial planning, along with your family planning, right? And right. tangential. Um, exactly, exactly. And then helping people understand their benefits. You know, mm. uh, for example, in New York, as of January 2020, uh, if you uh, work for a New York-based company um, and they have more than a 100 employees and they are um, – that, that it's a mandate now that you have IVF and fertility coverage. Oh, cool. And so, so just having people understand what does that mean, yeah. what does that cover, what parts of it does not cover. So we're really passionate about helping people truly understand um, the, the, that the cost shouldn't be hidden. And then other things that I'm really proud of is just, you know, helping, for example, we have appointments that you can make online mm-hmm. for whatever, whether it's for GYN, just pap smear, or for fertility assessment or preconception assessment. 
and to be able to make an appointment. I mean, it's not rocket science. You can make appointments for anything else uh-huh. online. Um, but in the fertility world, there are, we're the only company that allows women to make appointments <gasps> online. What? Uh, what? Yeah, I'm a millennial. I will not go to a dentist's office does not have online appointment scheduling. Like I will yeah. literally not, I will yeah. choose a different provider based on their online yeah. scheduling. So I had no yeah. idea about that. The fertility industry being kind of not involved in yeah, that. The, the, the fertility Whoa. industry is still really um, behind when it comes to that. You know, a very large percentage of fertility um, centers are still on paper charts, oh, you know, and uh, so we actually have our own proprietary electronic medical record. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wow. have our own engineers and product team in-house. Um, so we have a, a really intuitive patient portal so that uh, as a patient of kind body, you can have access to your results live um, any 24 wow. hours a day. You can, um, we have just rolled out direct messaging so that um, we we can message our patients directly through and securely, which is paramount mm, in par- yep. uh, healthcare. Through the portal, you can if you're going through a fertility cycle, you can actually keep track of your eggs and how they're growing and your hormone oh. levels. Um, so it's really nice. We what our goal is is we want to be a partner um, with our patients in yes. their process. Uh, we want to be a partner in your journey, and that mm. in, starts by empowering you with information and then it continues with having you really have a voice in your options Mm -hmm. and in your decision making and you can't do that without being on the same ground yeah and what typically happens in healthcare is the doctor kind of tells you what you need to do and tells you what Mm -hmm. you tells you what the next step is and we really want you to to be uh, a colleague and and have have a shared voice and I think that's really important, especially when it comes to fertility. Well, you've just revealed to me a bunch of like the back end, like couldn't, I couldn't see it on your homepage, you know, but like all of this technology that y'all have built behind the scenes with these, you know, electronic medical records and all the tech for the messaging and keeping women, you know, up to date. And because one of my questions for you is going to be like, well, if you're a brick and mortar, you know, um, business in terms of it's a physical location but you've also fundraised usually people can't fundraise venture capital if you're a brick and mortar shop but now I'm understanding there's actually a lot of tech behind it you know I don't know if you were the one fundraising um but you know do you know what the investors feedback was on when you said hey we're also going to have a brick and mortar location yeah, so, um, no, the, the fundraising I cannot um, take uh, any credit for. Uh, <laughs> Casey is, uh, is such an incredible woman. Um, she is so uh, driven and well-spoken and passionate um, and, uh, and just, just truly a, a ridiculously incredible woman. But um, and so I really have to give all, all the credit to her and, and the team that she has um, she has brought together. But the the key behind it is is that uh, one of the things that sets us apart is having the brick and mortar and is actually providing the care. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it doesn't stop there. So yes, the technology becomes really important uh, in in just being functional. Right? Mm-hmm. We want our doctors to be able to speak to each other. 
We want our doctors, whether they're on the East Coast or the West Coast, because some of our patients will start a cycle in the East Coast, go to the West Coast for work pre-COVID. And we want to provide that flexibility and um, and because we are, we understand we work time doesn't stop because you need to do a, a treatment and so um, and and so to be able to do all of that and also we want to use technology to um, to help make the the functionality of this better in that can we do research studies and learn more about AMH levels and and have women from different demographics involved in those studies, but also utilizing technology to improve the actual process and improve proficiencies and 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 um, and improve our algorithms for for having better outcomes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so that's where the the venture and also recognizing that. There's a really large market. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. That it's not just women, um, and it's not just women who are ready to have a baby today, uh, but it's it's also the LGBTQ community, and um, and it's something that is paramountly important yes. um, to you know regardless of your your gender or your sexuality, and um, and it's something that has kind of been ignored yes. um, for a long time and so but it is it's the technology it's this it's the marketing it's um, the proprietary electronic medical record and then actually taking it and saying not only are we saying all this is important but we can actually perpetuate change so mm. we can improve customer satisfaction we can provide the best care we can do singleton pregnancies because we know that twins and triplets drain the um, medical uh, market mm-hmm. costs, right? Um, and those are things that are that the fertility industry has been riddled with is crazy costs because of multiples. And yeah. so the only way that you can truly create change in healthcare is by providing the healthcare. Um, there's only so much you mm-hmm. can do if you don't actually provide the care yourself, right? Yes. You could suggest to a doctor, hey, doctor, we think it's best if you, you know, um, explain things better to your patients or if you <laughs> practice. But, but until you're doing family um, or wanting to have options to have a family mm-hmm. uh, is not something uh, that is a, is a right or privilege because you have, you know, XX chromosomes yes. or because you happen to fit that cookie cutter mold that once existed. Um, and it's a universal desire, right? Yes. Uh, whether you are, um, regardless of your sexuality and, um, and, and your age, um, and, uh, your background. And so, uh, when we say that we want to provide comprehensive care, um, you can't just be comprehensive care for Ken and Barbie. Um, you <laughs> need to be, you know, yeah, it needs to have comprehensive care for everyone, and so um, and, and we're really passionate about that. I'm really proud of our team for um, for that. It's something that we um, have very intentionally focused on from day one, mm. um, including having you know training seminars internally for our yeah. team to better understand what are the pronouns, how do you use them, what does it mean, what are the things that we should be aware of, um, and we do those internally just for our team in-house because the more educated we are the better care uh, we can provide and so um 
Absolutely. And it's something that we're really passionate about continuing to grow mm-hmm. uh, so that we also are incorporating um, egg donor um, services so um, that if you happen to be, let's say, a woman who has diminished ovarian reserve and needs to use an egg donor to have a baby yourself or you're a same-sex male couple that needs an egg donor in order to have a surrogate carry a pregnancy. So we're, um, we are now expanding to those services as well so that we can truly provide, when I say comprehensive, even the egg donor, the surrogacy. Yeah, I saw you have um, workshops on nutrition, mental health, returning to work, and surrogacy right there on your mm-hmm. website. Like, yeah, here yeah. we are supportive when if you're a surrogate or need one. And I was like, damn, yes, yeah. <laughs> go kind body. Yeah. yeah, no, no, we're really proud of all of that. And it takes a tremendous amount of, um, of work and dedication from really phenomenal team that we've assembled here to make all of that happen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we're really passionate about delivering it from day one. Um, uh, and, yeah, it's, it's just a really paramount in, in our mission. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. I have two last questions for you that our listeners love. Um, the first one is, what do you think is an area of women's health and wellness that still needs innovating? So my, my best response to that question would be that um, not to leave any area untouched. Mm. Uh, I think uh, all it, it, there isn't a single part of healthcare in general that I don't think could be improved upon. Um, and so I would start by improving access. There are so many aspects of just even basic fundamental checkups and STD screening and pap smears that need improvement, mm. uh, improving access to prenatal care and thinking outside the box and, you know, um, and, uh, uh, incorporating virtual, you know, a medicine is waking up during this COVID crisis to the fact that virtual appointments are, are meaningful and how much it can improve access when, you know, a, uh, you, instead of having to drive in and how you could do a virtual appointment from your desk or from your home and, um, and, and how it can be incorporated into medicine um, is so important. And using technology, uh, you know, as advanced as medicine is, the use of technology as it relates to a doctor and patient interacting with each other still needs so much work. Um, And so I would encourage your listeners who are aspiring um, femtech entrepreneurs to, to really uh, have broad sweeps and and really think about Mm -hmm. every aspect of, of from a moment you think about wanting to see a doctor to actually seeing them and then picking up your medication and to nitpick every single part because the more we work on it, the better and more seamless that process. Yeah. Yeah. And accessibility for the other 99% of women or women that are in rural areas or women that are not your typical Barbie and Ken. Right. So I love that. And what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? Yeah, I think we, um, you know, need more entrepreneurs like Gina Bertese who mm. are willing to um, to go and sit in front of what's a male-dominated industry and ask for money and have the the strength and the research um, and knowledge to back up why you need the fund funds and um, 
uh, and it's still very much male dominated. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's really making sure you assume, uh, assemble a good team and that you have a, a really strong foundation of what it is your goals are and what you want to achieve. Um, and, and, and not to be afraid and not to take no for an answer and recognize that part of success is rejection and failure mm -hmm. and that you may not get it right the first time, but, um, but to keep at it. And so those would be my best recommendations. Um, I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, you, you know, you were a little late to the interview because you were taking care of a patient, you know, and you're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, 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 you're saving women's lives. You're changing their lives. You're helping people like that's amazing. So I am just so grateful to grab some of your precious minutes. And I am so grateful for uh, what you do at Kind Body. Well, thank you so much. And um, I encourage your listeners to go to kindbody.com. We have a really broad sweep of services available. So whether you are interested in um, egg freezing, fertility, learning more about your body, UIM checkups, we're here for you. And um, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to my interview with Dr. Fahima Sasan, founding physician at Kind Body. I feel absolutely privileged to have such big names in femtech on this show. I started it in March when the country went into lockdown and I could not have imagined that already we have such big names in women's health and wellness wanting to be on the show and get interviewed. I, I can't believe it. Let me know what you think about this interview and this episode. Um, tell me about the show in general. I want to know what you want to hear about. We love hearing from our audience. You guys are the coolest. We actually have listeners in over 39 countries around the world. You are why we do this. So awesome. Now, before we go, I want to remind you that applications for the first virtual Femtech Accelerator called Guild Academy Femtech Edition close on September 18th. Applications can be found at letsguildacademy.com backslash femtech. To get even more information and have all your questions answered about the Femtech Accelerator, you can attend our Ask Me Anything session on September 10th at 1 p.m. Central. You can also stay up to date with all we're up to, because I know it's a lot, by subscribing to our newsletter at femtechfocus.org. You can apply for the Accelerator at letsguildacademy.com backslash femtech. Lastly, don't forget to treat yourself. This Friday, Future of Femtech is putting on a day-long wellness summit. Get your free ticket to the virtual conference at wellnessandselfcaresummit.com. If you love this podcast as much as I do, then please support us by sharing it with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and follow us on social media at Femtech Focus. And until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness. <laughs>